It is time for the first installment of Know Your Foe right here on Colts.com. I am your host, Casey Vallier, and I am also joined by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. And our guest this week helping us get up to date on the Buffalo Bills is Joe Bascalia of The Athletic. Joe, thank you so much for the time, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you both. Well, we're going to start with this Bills team, and we're not going to really dive into specifics on Saturday just because you don't really know what to expect from a preseason standpoint, but you're covering a team that's definitely one of the favorites in the AFC to be representing them in the Super Bowl. So before we dive into like player-specific, how has this team looked as a whole to this point in training camp? Yeah, it's it's been uh, a lot as you would expect for a potential Super Bowl contending team. The offense has looked sharp, uh, especially they did one practice uh, out in their stadium at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, and and the the passing offense was was unstoppable from the first team right through the third team. So they have looked good so far. Some moments, some good moments for the Bills defensive line throughout camp. Um, so all of that kind of checks out. The, the boxes are being checked. Uh, the one maybe thing that might be a, a slight concern from training camp so far is just the play of the cornerbacks, and you have to try and figure out how much of that is the offense they're going up against or how much of that is is cause for concern. Uh, but what they are dealing with right now is because uh, Tredavious White, their star cornerback, he still has yet to practice as right. he's coming back from his torn ACL. So they've got three young guys out there, the first-round rookie, Kair Elam, uh, their third-year player, Dane Jackson, who was a sixth-rounder back in 2020, and then a sixth-round pick from this year, Christian Benford. Uh, those three guys have really been rotating in against the Josh Allen group. Well, there, there you mentioned the guy that I'm going to talk about in Josh Allen. He looks to be kind of the guy that's next in line to be in that MVP conversation, definitely kind of his turn after the last couple of years we've seen. Do you think that's fair for him to have kind of that hype heading into this year? Yeah, because I think he has really transformed himself um, from really what we saw in the first couple of years. It's kind of remarkable what he has turned himself into over time. I don't really remember many quarterbacks going through the the type of learning curve he did and having um, some some weaker moments early on in his career to the point where he is now you know one of the best in the NFL. It just goes to it really speaks to what he does on a weekly basis. And the one thing that, that I noticed from him early on in his career that was a bit different from all the other quarterbacks that I've covered here in Buffalo over the last 13 years, and that's not saying much because the Bills haven't had great quarterbacks, um, but uh, what he's been able to do is he'll do something within a, the confines of a game, and, and it will, and he'll learn a hard lesson from it but he isn't the the type to continue to make the same mistake over and over again. He goes in, he hammers himself for it. He, he goes in, studies, works to fix it. And then within a week or two, it's fixed and, and it, it doesn't come back for a very long time, if at all. So like a good example of that um, is some of these risky throws that he used to make in his rookie season and going into his sophomore year. But he, he has, he weeded that out after like a, a, a big time, horrible throw i think it was against the patriots a couple of years ago where he's like all right this is time to learn from this it was his, his second season and he had never done that again and then little things like with his mechanics whether it be you know not opening up his hip 
too much when he's throwing to the left, which was a problem for him early in his career. That That's all seemed to be in order. So these are the little minute changes that he's been able to work on in season and fix them for good. That's, that's I think, really lends itself to why he's been able to do what he's done and why they're so excited to have him for a long, long time. Now, Joe, some of the positions that will help contribute to Josh Allen's success are the wide receivers and tight ends. Stephon Diggs and tight end Dawson Knox are back. No longer there are Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, but they have added wide receiver Jameson Crowder and tight end O.J. Howard, as well as drafting Khalil Shakir in the fifth round. What are the expectations of this passing game this season with the new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey? Yeah, uh, and, and that is a, kind of a, a multifaceted question because um, they, they are excited about their personnel group that they have uh, in terms of their starters because Diggs is obviously a star. They're really excited about third-year wide receiver Gabriel Davis after yes. his breakout um, uh, breakout uh, AFC divisional round against Kansas City. I think everyone remembers that. Yes. Um, and, and they want to see if he can consistently do it. Uh, I think there's a lot of optimism about Isaiah McKenzie, who's been with the Bills back since 2018, to be their potential slot guy and bringing some yards after the catch that they haven't had from the slot receiver position in a while. So they are definitely – uh, optimistic about what this could look like in a big stress this year because it was it wasn't as much of a facet of their offense last year was incorporating more throws and more opportunities and more accurate throws for yards after catch so that's how they're kind of formulating their uh, their receiver group I think with Diggs Davis and what I think will likely be Isaiah McKenzie um, and you know Jameson Crowder backing up McKenzie. But the the big question is, what is it all going to look like with a new offensive coordinator who's never done it before? I mean, Dorsey, super uh, super interesting guy. Everyone knows about his prowess dating back, way back to Miami as a quarterback. He's worked his way up the the coaching ranks and he's he's earned this opportunity. But the big question is. How is it going to look for a first-time offense coordinator that has never called plays in an NFL setting before and doing it on a Super Bowl contending team? That is where I think there is some amount of variance that, that could go into the season and what might happen when things start to go awry. How do, how do they pivot from that? Is there going to be a little bit of a learning curve early on in the season to try and, you know, get the plays down and, um, and you know, tr- try and figure out sequencing that works best for those first 15 plays? So all of that uh, is a very fascinating conversation and one of, the, one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle most this year. Yeah, now another talent to throw in the mix there is uh... – on the offense is running back James Cook out of Georgia, who they drafted. How do you see him being utilized in this offense? Yeah, I, he's he's someone that Sean McDermott uh, said a, a few days ago that uh, is someone that has kind of opened their eyes, both in the running and the passing game. Now, I don't think he's going to come through and, and be the, the locked-in bell cow starting guy. Uh, I think there is a pretty good chance that this winds up being a two- or three-man backfield with Cook – Devin Singletary and uh, and Zach Moss. But I think what Cook allows them to do is to be a little bit more creative. They have been working to find a pass-catching running back for the past couple of years now, and they, and they finally have one in James Cook. So I, I wonder if maybe we'll see him in that third down work. Uh, maybe they have one of Singletary or Moss in the backfield and potentially split out Cook out wide. They have that potential. He's, he's a really smooth route runner. A little bit rough around the edges right now at pass protection, but that's something that comes with time for for these rookies, especially running backs. 
and and he needs to figure things out there. But they're really they really like the potential for the yards after catch, the good route running, and they think he can win against safeties and linebackers. So uh, they they are excited about him. We're talking with Joe Biscaglia, who covers the Bills for The Athletic. Now, one of the biggest moves we saw during the NFL offseason was the signing of Von Miller. This defense was the number one defense in the league last year in 2021, but felt the need to add a pretty big piece in Von Miller. What can he bring to this defense You know that we saw You know one of the elites of the elite in the NFL last year? Yeah, he gives them something that they have not had in several years, which is a, a finishing touch for their pass rush. They've gotten there, like Jerry Hughes – uh, who who you guys in Indianapolis knew, knew for a little bit? Uh, he um, he was an excellent excellent at winning his one on ones and getting right to the point of where the sack would need to happen, and then you know the the quarterback would squirm away because they didn't have consistent pass rush uh, all along the line. So I, what I think Von Miller does is he's going to attract a lot of attention. So um, not only is he going to get into the backfield, but he's going to help someone like Ed Oliver, who's there really exciting three technique defensive tackle who I think is is very much uh, potentially going to have a, a breakout season this year he just seems like he's putting all of it together um, and he's been really good over the past few years but the statistics haven't quite been there for him I think this year he might pop a little bit a bit with that with von Miller there and then there are other young guys that they've that they've added Greg Rousseau he's going to benefit from von Miller and you still see the ability from from Miller in practice like today, uh, on uh, the, we're doing this on Wednesday, August 10th, and uh, he had one one-on-one rep against uh, their right tackle, and he got the right tackle just to overstep a little bit, and just like with a snap of a finger, a quick little spin move inside, and it, it was it was just beautiful, and they just haven't had that in, in a while. He still has that uh, insane bend around the edge that he's had for his entire career and it's like how do you how are you still doing that when you're 33 I don't understand <laughs> but uh but yeah he still has plenty of ability and they're plenty excited this year now you mentioned Tredavious White earlier that he hasn't practiced yet has there been any any updates on his rehab progress thus far no updates they they are just saying that uh, they have been happy with what he's been able to do so far um he has not done any sort of football related drills during practice the most i saw him do was around like the fifth maybe the sixth day of camp um he was doing some backpedaling and explosive drills uh some change of direction stuff which is an important one for for torn acl but we really haven't seen him work much to the side since that point so you know the bills they they have been really hesitant to give any sort of timetable on him the injury was suffered in, in late November. Surgery happened in mid-December. So normal nine-month timetable would put that at around mid-September. But as we know, some guys come back from ACLs early, some guys a little bit later. It really depends on how, what type of injury it was and if there was any additional stuff in there. So uh, to be determined, um, but we're, as August continues to tick away here, and if he's not, if he's not back practicing in full by – let's say the last week of August, it's going to be a really big stretch for him to be in the lineup on September 8th when they take on the Rams. Yeah, now I want to continue with the secondary. Now, Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde are one of the best safety tandems in the National Football League. I think we all know that. How important will they be to this defense, especially, as you just said, uh, Tredavious White might not be ready for the beginning of the season? Oh, they'll be critical. I mean, they have been such an important component to how good this defense has been. I mean, they're both really good. I think – 
Hyde is one of the more underrated players in the league just because of how much he takes away being in, being back in that deep middle and how how, mu- how much he uh, dissuades quarterbacks from from taking shots down the field. His instincts, his recognition, uh, and and the angles that he takes to the ball are all really impressive. So they're gonna they're gonna depend on him because now if Tredavi- let's say Tredavious White can't start the season. They're going to be going in with two inexperienced players as their starting cornerbacks unless they make a move of some kind. And it's either going to be Kyrie Elam, the first-round pick, a sixth-round pick, Christian Benford, uh, or or Dane Jackson. Two of those guys will will likely be starters uh, to begin the year. And that's a little bit of a, a scary proposition, especially because they – you know the cornerback spot has been struggling a bit this camp, um, and th- we, they've just needed to see more. So they need to get those guys a lot of live reps. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them or a couple of them get some uh, get some time in that first preseason game against the Colts, and, and for the Bills to start to figure out, okay, what do we have here? Can these guys sustain until Tre'Davious White is ready? Or do we need to go out and get a veteran to, to help get us through the the interim here? So, yeah, that's a to-be-determined. Well, final couple things with Joe Biscaglia of The Athletic covering the Buffalo Bills. Looking at the preseason, what are you expecting? You know, you, you briefly mentioned it there with the corners. But what are your expectations, you know, maybe in this first game on Saturday for frontline players to see in the Buffalo uniform? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see many, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I think same here. <laughs> be, yeah, seems to be the trend around the NFL. Um, I I don't even know if we're going to see Josh Allen take a single snap the entire preseason. Okay. Uh, when when Sean McDermott was asked about it, it he, he didn't really uh, give any strong indicator that he was uh, intent on doing something like that. I think they know where their bread is buttered here. <laughs> and that they're, they're just going to kind of chill with, with Josh. But I think some of the, what you might see is some of these veteran offensive linemen where they're trying to uh, figure out yeah. what depth, depth pieces could be, or guys maybe working back from some injury, you know, maybe a guy like a second year player, Spencer Brown works in who is, uh, who's at, started at right tackle at the end of the year maybe he gets some time i probably doubt it so i think what we're going to see is more uh bottom of the 53 man roster slash guys uh battling for practice squad in this first game here all right well final thing with you i kind of mentioned at the top you're definitely one of the teams that's definitely a favorite in the afc to be representing the conference in the super bowl what are your expectations for this team here in 2022 yeah i think that they should run away with the AFC East. Uh, I, I don't know that that's really a stretch of saying that, you know, the Patriots seem to have taken a bit of a step back from what they were last year. They've gotten a little older. The defense seems to have lost some but talent. Miami has Tyreek Hill. Yes. Miami <laughs> does have Tyreek Hill. Uh, hopefully for them, they have a, a quarterback that exactly. can get it to him exactly. way down the field. Uh, but I think with, uh, with the dolphins, they are improved. And I, I think there's a, there's a solid shot that they wind up with second place. And yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't rule them out for the playoffs. Oh, right. Teams, agreed. Yeah. This is, uh, this is Buffalo's division. I think the jets will probably be a little bit better. Um, and maybe challenge for third place. Who knows? That'd be crazy. Like the Patriots go down right. to fourth. That, that, that would be completely unheard of in the AFC East. But uh, yeah, I think, I think this is a division that the bills should cruise with and um, you know win either four or five maybe all, all six games and then you know i think they can contend for the 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 first round bye um they, i think they have that type of talent they're deep the roster is 
as good of one as I have ever covered here in Buffalo, and this is my 13th season. Okay. Um, and they should they should do really well. The schedule is a little daunting, but um, with those six games against AFC East opponents, I think it could help um, inflate their record to to potentially get home field advantage and uh, and that first round bye if if all things go well. Well, there you go. Should be a fun year. That's Joe Biscalia covers the Bills for the Athletic. Joe, thank you so much for the time and enjoy the season. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. Well, thanks again, Joe. The Colts kick off the preseason game in Buffalo. That's this Saturday against the Bills at 4 o'clock. For Bill Brooks, I am Casey Vallier. Go Colts!